0: Welcome to the Medicine for Modern Times podcast. I am your host, Rich Lister. Last time on the Medicine for Modern Times podcast, stress is something that we all experience. Welcome to episode three of the Medicine for Modern Times podcast. Today, I'd like to talk to you about anxiety. But before we start, I would like to take some nice deep breaths with you in through the nose, and out through the mouth. This is the magic of your body breath. Today, I would like to start by talking to you about anxiety. Anxiety is when your body on the metabolic level gets caught in a feedback loop. And uh, much like a fire, your body, your mind, your your systems need three things to stimulate this um, anxiety response. The first Is external, so something that triggers you in the environment around you. For instance, going to a party or speaking on stage. So oftentimes, leaving the house is an environmental thing, something that's happening to you, around you. The second is a mental reactivity, so your mind is responding or reacting. That's not responding, reacting. Is reacting to something to this um, external stimulus that's coming into you. So you're going to a party. Your mind is reacting by making up all the stories. What if no one likes me? What if no one speaks to me? What if there's no cat for me to play with? What happens if I get drunk and fall over and puke everyone? Make a fool of myself. So that's your mind reacting to the external stimulus, and then. Because of this external stimulus, you're starting to have a physical reaction. The physical reaction can be the um, fight or flight that we spoke about last month, last week, the increased pulse, the increased breathing, the um, getting ready to run away or fight, or it can be the. Um, you're clenching and unclenching your fists um, Like a twitch You can feel your eyes going Like a little twitch Or you chew your lips Or your toes curl up Or all those myriad of little symptoms Little aspects of your body Reacting Reacting to this Stimulus around you So it's like a fire Fire needs oxygen, heat and fuel To make a fire y- You You The human needs an external stimulus, a mental reaction, and a physical response to that reaction to start this fire, start this anxiety flame eating up everything around you. And I use those words quite deliberately, deliberately because once anxiety goes, it is like a forest fire. It just burns all the things down. So we need to make sure that we can remove one of those elements from our anxiety f- um, firestorm. And the simplest one that often people um, reach for is the external stimulus. They don't go out. They don't do go and do the thing. They don't stand on stage to whatever. They don't put themselves forward to do these things that make life a little bit more interesting and a little bit more fun to live. So... While it's the easiest, it's not necessarily the most beneficial because at our hearts, we are social creatures. We are creatures that are designed to interact, to touch, to hug, to be around other human beings. So, yes, you can take yourself out of the environment. You can change the environmental so you're not having problems. But to do that, you are limiting your experience, your joy of being on this planet. So the next bit that we can take take away from, which is probably the hardest one to do, but it is the most fulfilling, is removing the stimulus of the negative thought reaction to the, to the environmental. And we're going to touch on that a little bit later, but I wanted to talk to you about... Anxiety generally now, because we've spoken about it, how it all causes in the US and Europe, there's 250 million people suffering from anxiety. That's a lot of people. And interestingly, the only place in the world that has more anxiety than depression, USA. So obviously, something that's going on in the U.S. and how people are conditioned there is pro- is provoking an anxious response opposed to a depressed response. So if you're in Europe, you're more likely to be depressed than anxious, and vice versa in the U.S. Admittedly, the U.K. is very close behind the Americans in this, but there is something going on with this culture that's coming out of the U.S. that we're looking for the worst-case scenario all the time opposed to worrying about what we've done, which is anxiety is looking forward, depression is looking back. Neither of which we can do anything about, but we just sit and worry about them both ways. So anxiety is looking at all these things coming forward. What, could, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if. And the Americas and Europe are very, very good at stimulating this what if response in us. Our society, how we're sold things, the TV, all of this stuff, promotes this anxiety. So that's 250 million people on the planet and 108 million people across um, the US and the UK, sorry, across the US and Europe that is being affected by this disorder. I say disorder because it's something we can actively do something ourselves, but we have to take an active um, reaction to it. So if you feel like you've got um, anxiety, one of the first ports of calls should ideally be your doctor because there are um, there are metabolic, there are physical things that cause anxiety symptoms in your body. The first is um, thyroid problems. Thyroid lives just behind your Adam's apple, your voice box in your throat. And this is like the control center. Um, the person handing out all the work orders for the hormones to move around the body. You have your pituitary in the middle of your brain, and that comes down to your thyroid, which is in your throat, and your thyroid spreads it out through the rest of your body. So if your thyroid's not doing the right thing, and in this case, we're looking for hyper. So hyper means high, means over um, thyroidism. hyperthyroidism means overactive thyroid. And all the symptoms of an overactive thyroid mirror very closely anxiety symptoms. But you can do stuff with it. You can take a medication. You can have all kinds of fun stuff to help sort that out. And that, once that's sorted, that's, sorted. that's a physical thing we can do something about. There's also anema, anemia and vitamin B12 deficiency. And these two um, conditions can also prompt this anxiety. Anemia is not enough iron in your blood. It means you're not being able to take up enough oxygen into your system physically, so you can't process an, enough oxygen to give yourself the uh, energy in your cells that you need. And if you're to, if you haven't got enough oxygen in your blood, your body goes, "Oh, I need to breathe faster. I need to get, I need to get more oxygen in me, so I can use the little um, red blood cells I've got to make this happen." And um, the other one's B12. B12 is a Uh, vitamin, vitamin, if you're speaking it that way, that helps your body process energy more effectively. And it's roughly the same sort of thing. Your Your body's taking everything, but it can't get enough energy out of you. So it starts to get a little bit panicked because actually what's going on? I can't process all this stuff. And so I need to breathe faster. My heart needs to beat faster to get the energy out of me because I'm taking all the right stuff in. So there must be something going on. So I need to look into this. I need to make this happen, blah, 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 blah. So you start going down that spiral. So um, those are two simple blood tests. They cost about 40 quid if you're doing it privately in the, U- in the UK. US, um, I believe you guys have to pay for it anyway, sorry. And if you have a chat with your GP or your um, family doctor, they should be able to do it for you. It's they're relatively cheap tests and the treatment is also relatively cheap. So it's something that can be done without a huge outlay of resources. So you know it's not a, me- a metabolic problem causing you to have these anxiety symptoms. I stress again, anything I'm talking about in any of my podcasts, please make sure you go and have a chat with your doctor first before taking my advice, because if it's something um, physically wrong with you, you can sort it out with modern medicine. That's why it's the Medicine for Modern Times broadcast. So I'm, I don't want you to exclude modern medicine. I want you to bring that into your practice as well as the holistic, the alternative, the complementary. They all work together. There's no exclusion here. So you've had a look now, you've um, you decided actually it's not hypothyroidism, it's not your vitamin B12, it's not your um, anemia that's causing this problem, it's um, how your consciousness is responding to the um, anxiety stimulus, so this, this environmental, this mental and physical reactivity. Anxiety is something that you're going to have for your whole life. We need to make sure that you're doing things consciously every day that become part of your routine to manage this anxiety it's um, just how your brains programmed and how it's been programmed as you as you formed as you grew up as um, you lived your life all the things that have gone into contribute how you are today is contributing to anxiety I alluded to earlier with the um, European An American model That America is having more Anxiety than depression And that's probably down to social factors that um, Of the level of advertising Of how you are stimulated With um, how you interact with things All the time The push, 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 push And in Europe it's a bit more And we're a bit more depressive So it's a slightly different aspect To make sure we manage the anxiety effectively, as I said, we've got to do practices every day that manage it. Interestingly, there was a study done a little while ago that showed that mala beads or prayer beads are more effective than talk therapy in managing anxiety symptoms. Um, There will be a link somewhere that will have a video of me showing you how to do a Marla B chant. And that's a really good practice to do because it helps you practice mindfulness. It helps you practice um, meditation with an with a active focus on doing something. So it's all getting your whole body feedback to make it work that way. But the um, things you can do every day is make sure you talk about your anxiety, vocalize it, not just to the cat, not just to the teddy bear, but actually to real people who you can get feedback from because 250 million across the planet is a lot of people. You're bound to be bump into someone or know your friends or your co-workers, or your family who experience anxiety. And don't live this alone because you're not alone. We're a social, social species. We like talking to each other. We like being around each other. And if we can, Break it slowly that, actually, I don't want to do this presentation. I don't want to stand up in this meeting. I'm not feeling up to it because I'm really anxious right now. And tell people and give it a name so they can know what they're dealing with. And you know that you've told them, actually, I'm not being a, a lonely, boring person and staying at home and watching Netflix with the cat all the time. Actually, I do have this condition. It's anxiety and it's causing me problems. And people will and do understand this that you need a little bit more compassion and a little bit more care to live your life. And everyone gets anxious all the time. It's part of our, it's part of our coding. It's a part of our DNA, but it's when it gets out of control, then we have problems So communicate with people, talk, And even if it's just on um, in your your world of Warcraft guild or on Reddit or on Facebook or whatever, make sure you communicate, tell people what you're feeling, tell people what's going on, because then they know what they're dealing with. You don't know. You don't know what you don't know. You don't know that your friend's not coming out to the pub or going to the movies or whatever with you because they're just staying at home. Then you're just going to assume they're boring. But if you actually know that uh, actually um, Claire's feeling really depressed right now, really anxious right now, then uh, we can go to do a Netflix around her place. And if you bring the popcorn, I'll bring the ice cream and um, we'll do it around there instead. So it's a very different way of approaching things. And then you're managing yourself and managing your energy. And you can choose to say, oh, cool, come around, we'll watch Netflix. Or no, actually, I'm, I'm really not up to it tonight. Go and have a great time, guys. But please call me next time. Um, that's really important. Make sure you talk about what's going on with you. Because if you don't, you're going to have problems. We are social creatures. Taking care of your body is also important because uh, um, the third aspect is the physical. The third aspect of this like triangle of anxiety, I might patent that, is this um, physical aspect. And if your body is strong, if she's powerful, if she's able to cope and adapt to the things that come to her, then you'll be less likely to respond in negative ways. Sorry, to react in negative ways to the stimulus that are coming from your body. If you go to the gym, if you go, if you go jogging, if you dance, if you do whatever it is that makes you happy, how you move your body is really important to help condition your body and to an extent your mind to respond effectively opposed to react ineffectively to stimulus. And if you're at the gym, you're around people. So that helps to break that anxiety down. If you go to a dance class or if you're going to yoga or whatever it is you do, you're around people. No one expects you to interact when you're doing your thing because you're doing your thing. You've come to this event to do your thing. So go there, be around people, build your muscles, work your body, release those good hormones that help you feel better. And so your body is getting stronger. This also goes for how you fuel your body. And it's super important to make sure you fuel your body effectively. If you're putting it in a metric, what's tonne of processed food, like substances, you're going to get rubbish results, if you're starting to put in things that are close to the ground, so stuff that's actually recognisable as something the farmer's pulled out of the ground for you, be that veg, be that um, good quality meat, you will get a really much more beneficial reaction in your body. So if you're eating um, processed food-like substances, then you're um, yes, you get the calories, you get the vitamins and things like that, but you don't, your body's not designed to eat a processed bean burger or a... Um, Reclaimed hot dog. Your body is designed to eat stuff that's green and leafy, and um, is actually fibrous. So your body gets all those nutrients and fibre that it needs to make it work properly. So eating good's really important. I'm not a nutritionist, but if you want some help with that, you can get also give me a shout. And a, a really the next bit is quite a deep probing one for yourself is asking yourself about your anxiety. You can do this via the medium of journaling. Um, you can ask yourself the question, why am I anxious? And then write down everything that goes with it. You can do it on a video. You can record a video of yourself. You can record an audio of yourself, but somewhere, record and ask yourself questions about what your anxiety is. Talk to yourself, write it down, make sure it's all coming out. And After a little while, it may not be straight away. It may be a few days into it, maybe a few weeks into it. You'll suddenly realize that the same things are coming up and up and up and up and up. And And actually, oh, this is is something that I'm anxious about. And I can do something about this. And I can start acting a different way. I can start... um, Actually, whenever I have ice cream, I get anxious the next day or... Um, whenever I go to this diner, I get anxious. Or I go to the cinema or see a movie of this genre, I get anxious. And then you can know that actually it doesn't serve me to go and watch horror food, horror movies in a movie theater. I'd rather sit in a, do it, watch it at home mm-hmm. under a blanket with a tub of non-dairy ice cream, opposed to dairy ice cream, whatever it works for you to find your internal triggers for want of a better word, that trigger your anxiety. And there's also another way to do this as well, to help build your um, mental strength around it. This is also the same as going to the gym. It's the same going to dance class. You're not going to be lifting 500 kilo deadlift or doing the full cha-cha-cha on your first time you go to the gym or to the dance class. You need to practice. And one of the ways to practice strengthening your mind is with affirmations. There's a really cute video going around of a dad with his daughter reading affirmations off a mirror first thing in the morning. And that's what you need to do for yourself is have little post-it notes with, I am awesome. I can do this. If it's hard, I'm going to keep going. If you're going through hell, keep going. There's no point stopping in hell. Why would you stop in hell? Keep going. Keep going through it. So all of these positive affirmations that you can put on. I am super. I am awesome. I am strong. I am powerful. I call back my power is one of my wife's favorites. And the more you say this, it gets ingrained into your brain matter, into your brain. It's called neurospectivity. And it's, um, I can't even say that word. It's a complicated word. I've got it written down. I'm not going to try and say it again. It's how your brain works. If you keep saying the same things, I am awesome. I am strong. I am powerful. I can cope. Um, I have determination, whatever it is you choose for your affirmations. And there are millions of books out there. You don't need me to tell you what they are. The more often you do it, it builds into your gray matter. Your nerves build around that affirmation. So not only does it become an affirmation, it becomes a truth in your body. It becomes something that you do subconsciously. You know, after 90 days of saying these affirmations every day, that, um, they become a truth in you and so it takes 90 days it seems like a long time but it also seems like no time at all was 3 months and that's nothing to change your life to change how you process process information how you respond and react to information hitting your body so i truly strongly recommend affirmations you can do them um, again with the Marla beads that I spoke of earlier, or you can do them with post-its on the mirror or next to your bed or whatever it is works best for you. Someone, um, one of my clients has it stuck to her dashboard. So when she gets in the car and she's in, sitting in traffic in the morning, she reads them off to herself. So she knows that they're there. She knows that every morning when she goes to work, she's going to be stuck in traffic for 45 minutes. So she spends those 45 minutes reading affirmations. In Kundalini yoga, they do the same thing, they do it in. Um, Gudahi in the um, I think it's Sikh, isn't it language and they chant the same things that are powerful, I'm strong, et etc, etc, etc. It's all these repetition that gets into your body and builds it up into you and changes how your gray matter works and changes how you think. So affirmations are a thing and they' are worth doing. There are med- medical managements of um, anxiety and they're not my favorite medications. If you need them take them. If your anxiety is crippling and you and you are in that uh, in that hole and you can't do a thing about it, take your medication. That is super important. I can't stress that enough. Medication has a valid and useful point in this world, and the medications for um, anxiety management are the ones that end in Pam. So, alazepam, um, clon- clonazepam, lorazepam, diazepam. So interestingly, the first one, um, Alaprazol, Alaprazolam, weird names, is Xanax, and that's not prescribed, and that's not licensed on in the UK for um, anything but um, these are drugs that are sedatives. So what they do is they literally put a warm, fuzzy blanket over your brain and relax your brain. It also reduces muscle tension as well. So if you're getting yourself so anxious, your jaw's tightening up and your shoulders are tightening up, it helps relax all that. And this is great if you're in the middle of it and you can't do anything about it. Take your medication, let it do its thing, let it relax you. But these are strong medicines, so please be really aware of how you're taking them and how often you're taking them. Doctors, um, while brilliant, amazing, clever individuals, are super strapped for time, and you need to be um, aware and responsible for your own experience with the medicines and if you're taking you find yourself taking these medicines for a long time and you're not putting in any of the advice that i've mentioned in this podcast you need to be having a look at and having a chat with your doctor about how else you can medicate and sort out your anxiety there's some really good research about cbt as well with anxiety so you help get your doctor to refer you to those practitioners as well but take your medicine you need it So in summary for this podcast, I would like you to know that you are not alone in experiencing anxiety. Anxiety is super prevalent all over the world and in Europe and the US as well, especially if you're in the US, it's more common than depression, which is saying something because that's everywhere. Move your body. That helps your body. That helps you become more strong, more able to react in appropriate ways. Talk to your family and friends and co-workers about what's going on with you. Don't suffer in silence. That's counterproductive and causes problems. So talk to people. Talk to someone you trust. Talk to yourself and find out what's going on with you and what your triggers are and what causes you to feel anxious. Be aware of those things and see what you can do to mitigate them. But in that, don't stop living your life. If going to crowded environments causes your anxiety, don't go to crowded environments, but go to somewhere less busy. Don't go to the massive club, go to the pub around the corner. Don't go to the massive um, festival. Go somewhere slightly quieter. That you can watch it on a, from a building, a friend's place across the way. Whatever works for you. Work out how you can adapt your experience so you can still live your life. Don't be a slave to this condition because you don't have to be. You are more powerful, you are more strong, and you're definitely a most amazing human being than this condition. This condition is just how you've been trained and you can untrain it. If you feel, so last but not least Ashley. If you feel that an anxiety attack is coming, first thing you can do is that triangle of anxiety. Take yourself out of the situation that you're, that you're in. Take yourself somewhere safe that you feel safe where you can sit down and sort yourself out. If you're in a club and it's just too much for you, toilets, talk to one of the door staff, the supervisor, door supervisors, the bouncers. They will rather have you sitting somewhere quiet, sorting your stuff out than having to deal with someone having a panic attack. Communicate. Take yourself away, tell your mates where you are, text them, Tell them, um, make sure you've put yourself in a safe space. If you have to go home, great, get your Uber, get your taxi, whatever it is you need to do, take yourself out of that environment and straight away you've removed one corner of that triangle. If you're in the middle of it, I know it's easier said than done, control your breathing. The breath we did right at the beginning of this podcast, in through your nose and out through your mouth. resets your biology. Do that as many times as you need. Inhaling for four. Exhaling for four. And by doing that count and making sure it's like one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, four Mississippi, keeps it nice and clear for your body to reset its um, neuroreactions, its nervous pathways, its negative feedback loops back to base. So you can then reset your panic attack back to being a human being again. Take yourself somewhere safe. Somewhere safe let everyone know you're okay and go home and communicate. Tell people what's going on. Because people love you and they need to know what's going on with you. Thank you very much for listening to this third podcast from the Medicine for Modern Times podcast. You are amazing for being with me for so long. If you have anything you would like to request, please give me an email rich at richardlister.com and I'll see when I can cover it for you. Have an amazing, safe rest of the day. Big, big love.